Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of the UK, the south of France, the Austin cocktail scene getting a run for its money, and so much more. It is my pleasure to bring you today with Nick the Greek and Terrence, the story of here nor there. We are approaching just about a year, and the bar here nor there has really impacted the Austin cocktail scene. It was met with a lot of resistance. It was met with a little bit of, hmm, will this even work in this city? And they have proven to us here in Austin that, in fact, there was an opening. There was an opportunity for such a lovely place with amazing gents and amazing cocktails as here nor there. So, without further ado, this is the story of here nor there. I don't know, me and Nick used to run tiki bars and we, I like, I don't know, I, I have this whole idea of like escapism and yeah and things like that. So I feel like when you walk into here nor there and like, cause we're so close to 6th Street as well, it's like you're walking away from the madness and going down into this like little cellar, yeah. I suppose, of just like, of just a good time, yeah. you know, and you're greeted by a warm welcome and um, a free glass of like a welcome drink. Something yeah. delicious. Yeah. Something delicious. Immediately. Immediately. Literally. Yeah. Immediately. Sit down. Well, see, this is how I would feel. You guys came in. First thing yeah, yeah. I do besides inviting your house. Appreciate it. Pouring you some rum. I mean, Absolutely. that's just kind of how this yeah, thing yeah, should yeah, work, yeah. right? Very your, your welcome drink tastes better than ours. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it all depends what kind of evening you've had. I, think. <laughs> I suppose. So, Nick, what do you think? The same kind of thing? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I sort of tell sort of uh, hit it on the head uh, for me with escapism. Escapism's quality. I'm, I'm like... Uh, I love the drink side of it, but tells like the drinks focus. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sort of more like, I love the hospitality behind hospitality and I love the service. And uh, uh, we sort of come from common means and we've always been invited. Uh, I've had sort of several, I've had hundreds of different bar experience, yeah, restaurant yeah. experiences. Some you're welcomed and some you're not. Uh, and I always thought that was wrong. Uh, I always thought so people should be always welcome. No Absolutely. How expensive your glassware is. Um and that's sort of what we, we try to hit on the head of that sort of... So there's the, a bit of humility vibe. involved too, yeah? Yeah, mate, I mean... Cause, yeah, I mean... Because, you know, all right, the, why, the reason I say that is there are plenty of places all across the world. Now, it gets different, I suppose, as your knowledge of cocktails grows, but you never feel judged no matter what you order here nor there. You know what I mean? Like, you guys nah, aren't there just to kind of... Quality. Yeah, push, what is it? Push trends and shit. You are there for the people. Okay. That's Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> true. Kind yeah. of is, yeah. It's like... Uh, we have a couple of like trends we thought well we not we don't follow it but like there's a couple of things we lean towards when making like our own house drinks yeah but like if you want a fucking Johnny Walker blue and coke yeah. I'll serve it to you with a yeah, smile right. I don't care yeah. like you can have whatever you want 
Absolutely. You have a cup of tea. We're all different. Yeah, yeah. You want a cup of tea? Quality. Yeah, oh, that's, a, that's a bright point. Too. You want to drink a yeah. gin and tonic? No worries. You want to drink a beer? Fine. We sell Guinness. Quality. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? What do you think about folks that are really, really ardently against Johnny Walker Blue and Coke? And like, no, man, it's not how it's supposed to be <sighs> tasted. You know, I mean, that's all right. Listen, there's, uh, a, pl- everyone's, there's a place in the world for those people. Like, <laughs> everyone's allowed, and, you know. Everyone drinks what they drink, and they drink how they want to drink. You know what I mean? I love yeah, it. It's all I, right. I love okay. it. I actually love it when someone asks me, like, "Oh, how should I drink this?" I'm like, "However you want to drink it. It's yeah. like yeah. you're paying for it. It's your taste. It's your mouth. It's that liquid is going down your throat. So like, do whatever you want with yeah. it. Put it on the floor and walk away. I don't <laughs> mind. Yeah. But I, just enjoy whatever you do with it. Just enjoy it. You know? Yeah. yeah. I they, uh, I used to live in Melbourne. Um, at 1806, yeah? Yeah, yeah, 1806. And I did a, a whiskey tasting at Eau de Vie. And forgive me, but I forget the gentleman's name, but he was the head distiller of something. But I was, I was pretty pretty drunk before uh-huh. I got there. And I said to him, and I fortunately enough got to sit next to him. Uh, he did a little speech, talked about whatever, did a, a traditional toast and was like, uh, I was like, how do you, uh, how am I supposed to put a bit of water in it? How yeah. am I supposed to drink this? Because I was pretty new to it then. And he's just like, with scotch, you just drink it. With a thick Scottish accent, it's just like, Wadi, you just drink it how you want to drink it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, call it. And I sort of like, silly things through throughout my life, sort of, those are the things that I've held on to, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's what I say to anyone drinking anything, they drink it how they want to drink it, and there's no judgment. You know See, I, mean? I like that. I think this is something, you know, I think it's a, a UK thing. I think in the States, we're a little, a little fussy about stuff sometimes. I think you see that sometimes you go to LA go to new york is a different thing altogether but you know this is the thing that's kind of interesting so i know you guys kind of met maybe not for the first time at trailer happiness in london but the story of hospitality goes far far back beyond that so nick starting with you you're from cambridge originally yeah right? yeah. would you and you <clears throat> you fancy yourself a bit of an actor i've seen you did some improv and stuff like that right yeah i don't know where you heard that but uh, <laughs> oh yeah. if i researched it all man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. did i uh yeah, actually, before we started this venture, I was actually uh, going to apply, apply into drama school Yeah, uh, in London. Uh, got pretty far, far through the process, but this is uh, something that I wanted to wanted to achieve and come to the States and work with my brother, Terence. We've been working together a long time. And yeah. Good was opportunities. It like, you know, so the for some folks when they kind of enter the industry, because you've worked in France as well, or yeah, Poland, yeah. of course, Melbourne too, right? Yeah. So you, was it a conscious decision to say, I'm going to step away? From nah, acting to not movies. really, not <clears throat> not really. And to be honest with you, I was only very much at the early stage of that anyway. Yeah. But I, I feel like the reason that I got into hospitality is that two reasons: one, it was very hard work. Yeah. And two, it allowed me to entertain people, and that's what that's what I'm about. You know, I think mm. that's what we're about. Terence does that through making his drinks. I do that through making drinks. If uh, tells tired and doesn't want to be on the bar, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but on the floor as well, and sort of engaging people and giving them that element of escapism that, sure. that we talk about in Tiki. You know? When I first heard that word escapism and sort of associated trade happiness, yeah. associated to Tiki and like the history of it, it was like, that's what it is. Because people have bad days, you know what I mean? People oh, have yeah. good days, bad days, great days, whatever you want, you know what I mean? And they just want to be away from it. They could have the best day of life and it still be intense because of family or whatever sure. it is. And Need something slower. Or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Just want to sit at a bar and talk to an Irish geezer and- <laughs> or an English Greek and fucking. Were you so born and raised in Cambridge? Were the folks in the industry at all? Uh, no, nah, not my my dad's in the entertainment business oh, really? <laughs> to some extent. What uh, music? Or not film? nothing like that. Nothing like no, that. He's okay. a salesman. He's uh, a storyteller. Uh, oh, cool. He's a storyteller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I've uh, been pretty much in and out of my family. My mother's originally from uh, East Ham, so okay. East London. So I've been in and out of London all my life. But yeah. I used to work on the markets when I was very young okay. with my dad. And uh, that sort of really got me a taste for the, the work ethic and the uh, engagement, like him selling stories and telling people and just selling stuff. Yeah. It was engaging as hell, you know what I mean? And I, I like a lot of what, what I do now is, is based on, on just that, you yeah. know? Did you feel like kind of any obligation to go into sales too? I mean, given no, I guess not really. Like, stuff <clears throat> when I was really young, I wanted to be a lawyer. It's yeah, weird. no yeah. shit. Yeah, when I was eleven, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> it's the money and the rich. I mean, obviously. yeah, maybe money and the power and stuff, whatever. Um, but I don't know. My life sort of just led. I moved to the south of France really spontaneously. I didn't know anyone. So you fr- was that the first gig? I'd yeah, say. yeah, yeah. I was. I let. I didn't really go. Th- I went to school, but then sort of like yeah. after sixteen, and when I got a car, I didn't really give a shit. So. I just worked and then yeah. I sort of uh, went into retail management and then I was like, Fuck, I'm out of this. Too, too I'm soon, tie-ish, need like my Actually, my general manager was like, he told me, Rodney was like, um, you need to, <laughs> oh, he played a major role in my life. And yeah. he was just like, uh, if you're still with a company in six months, I'm going to move you out of my store. You're not going to work for me. And I'm going to send you somewhere real bad. No shit. And it was like very much like a... a what industry was it then? I, I was a manager at Marks and Spencer's when I was really young. So tell me. Cause in retail. Uh, retail. So like retail. electronics? No, we sell like I sell like uh, clothing, but I was like food. Retail. Marks and Spencer's do really nice food as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a very Scott. traditional British brand. It's it's like a it's the wealthy brand. It's like Whole Foods, but okay. like not as expensive oh, and not as bougie. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah. at the same time, it's a bit like uh, Trader Joe's. Oh. Oh no, I wouldn't say that. So it's a little bit, but they've got like clothes and things like that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's it's kind of like a, a nice place to go and get your fruit and veg. Yeah, yeah. Well, your grandmother I, used to get your. Yeah, I had a good time. Clothes, yeah. I have a great. Yeah, no, I love Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> I love supermarkets. Oddly enough, I do. Anyway. Too. I don't know why I love like Target for some reason. Like I love just going walking around there. shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Out here, you have big stores as well. Yeah. They're a bit like, you can spend a day in a couple of weeks, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. When I go to Whole Foods over here, and like, I don't go too much because I always spend too much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking, I spend like an hour and ten minutes. And I'm just like looking, <laughs> what at, looking at different it's products. Interesting. Yeah, 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 it's completely interesting. But uh, did you kind of, so being in the food part of it, even if it isn't retail, yeah. did you kind of appreciate ingredients and flavors and things? Or yeah, yeah. I think that came later in my life. I think when I got to, down to the south of France, so Rodney was like, listen, if you don't, you need, you don't need to be here. You're yeah. doing well, but you don't need to be here. And I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, quality. All my friends are at university. So I was like, so I'm moving to I'm moving to Paris originally. So I had a, I had a contact there for a, <laughs> a job, but I told him I could speak French. And then I went into the interview and I couldn't speak any <laughs> French. And I was like, Fuck. all right. But I was adamant I was leaving. Yeah, so yeah. I, I said, I moved to the South of France. I, I moved to Lille originally. Okay, uh, okay. And when I was booking my flight, it was 72 quid. I don't know why. It was so stupid, but on the on the advertisement on EasyJet, there was a flight to Nice for £29. Oh. And I thought, fuck it, I don't know anyone there either. So <laughs> I moved to the South France. <laughs> and uh, I was closer to the sea and the Mediterranean, and I was like, fine, I'll be fine. Yeah. And uh, my old man said to me, Renik, if you have trouble, my old man's like Greek as fuck. Yeah. And he's like, if you're in trouble, then you must find the Greeks. <laughs> and I found one Greek, and he actually saved me. Same no me down there, yeah. Have Alex. like a community. He there. actually, I moved to Melbourne following him. He's, oh, no he's, like, he's like an older brother to me. He's How one long of the were best you in people. France, then? I was in, in France for one year and then when after you... that, uh, Melbourne for no. one year. And that's, that's sort of when I got a taste for it. Sort of freed up, like I was eating a lot of different things down in South France and yeah. drinking a lot of different things. 
it wasn't high quality stuff, but it was different, you know. Yeah, for sure. And then I got to Melbourne and I worked in my mate's Greek restaurant, Salona, bigger, delish food. Yeah. Uh, and then I managed to talk myself into a floor shift at 1806. Okay. With, uh, Andy Wren, who was the old GM there, now works for uh, Bacardi and Grey Goose. He's a legend. And uh, I was just like a weekend warrior. I was like, let me do a trial shift. Let me do a trial shift. And I couldn't make drinks really yeah. at all. Like, really, really couldn't. Uh, even when I went to trailer, Terence didn't think I could make drinks. And that was like, couldn't. after after a <laughs> year of making poor. drinks, like, at an all right place. But it's you the know? personality comes into play, doesn't it? Right. Like oh, this- mate, I was just like, listen, I'm going to push your floor. Don't worry. Yeah, hit the grease. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to hit it. Do you know what I mean? And I couldn't even carry a tray at that point. But I was just like, I'm going to engage every single person that walks through the door. And they were like, on on Monday, they hit me saying, you're going to be our weekend warrior. So then I held down a couple of jobs because they didn't pay much. And right. then then I got in a competition with, oddly enough, it was stupid competition with Jamie Oliver. I Nothing that, stupid, yeah. but... But like, it's like your first, this is like the first star tender thing, right? For you, where you get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a, a video uh, competition. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Terrence slags me off about it regularly. I was young, man. They're hilarious. I didn't know any better. Terrence was like, being cool, bartending in London and being good at shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was just here giving people shit, just yeah. chatting nonsense. And then uh, I just learned shit. Like, I, we had uh, a menu at 1806, it was 72 classics. Yeah. And my trick, I just swallowed that menu. I know everything about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, when I got to trade, I was just like, Oh, Terrence, you heard of this cocktail? Or oh, you heard of this cocktail? And he was yeah. like the hot <laughs> shot bartender. He's you at this point? Yeah, yeah. I, I had a lot of knowledge then. Yeah. Uh, but that was the way in. And then the community, like, uh, community's a big part in anything. And the community in Melbourne was quality. They really yeah. got behind me with the whole Jamie Oliver thing. Because I was representing Australia, That's oddly incredible. enough, yeah. which was weird. Yeah. Uh, and they knew you're British, right? They knew, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Right? Yeah, Australians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they will support they're, anyone. That's yeah, good, they're you know nice what I mean? people. Yeah. yeah, so uh, they did, and they taught me a lot of different things. And then I sort of followed that. Um, there was some. I remember there being some weird ties to trailer with Jamie Oliver's drinks tube. Mm-hmm. Like they'd, oh, yeah. they'd previously done it before. So, so the guy before us was a guy called Richard Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, in in trailer happiness, he's very very good at what he does. Yeah, but he ha- lovely guy as well. Yeah, real nice dude. Um, he does a lot of stuff for Jamie Oliver and Drinks Tube, and they actually filmed in trailer ones. No way. So there was a lot of like ties and shit like that. Dude, so yeah. there's a lot of crossover. Okay, so Nick, what year is it that you end up ha- being in Trailer Happiness? Because you're year in Melbourne. And then what year is it now? 2019. I was 2014. I moved back um, to, to, to London. 2014. To London, 2014. Okay. So 2014. At, to, at the end of 2014, I went into the busy period. I came back in uh, November. That was when I started a trailer. Yeah. Okay, so f- so now we're up to 2014, where this kind no, of no, serendipitous, no. or the end of 14. Yeah, yeah, that's where I bumped into. Where you guys kind of meet. So okay, Terrence, you know, yeah. you have a, I think it's a similar background in terms of hospitality, but you grew up in Dublin, yeah. Uh, born in Dublin? Yeah, no. So actually, it's a bit odd. So I was born in Newcastle, which is the okay, northeast. Yeah. But my mum's Irish, and my dad's a Geordie. So Geordie means you're from Newcastle. So you've got a very silly accent. Yeah. Um, but I was actually born into hospitality. So oh, my okay. my mum owned a hotel. My dad owned a pub. Um, and yeah, like I just, I grew up like in my mum's hotel and like, yeah, pretty much. And, what a life. It wasn't really, mate. Um, do you have brothers and sisters? I do. I've got an older brother and an older sister. So my brother was a fucking pretty good chef. Yeah. 
so he chefed in the in the hotel um and then my sister always worked in the restaurant like always just um, helping out doing whatever yeah so my mom like growing up was a pastry chef and a, like she tried her hand at being a sommelier as well yeah. and then my sister is like a full-blown sommelier okay. and then my my well she's she's pretty good she she's knows her shit yeah and then my brother's pretty excellent chef too yeah. so so certainly you're, to your point you, yeah you, yeah i've been surrounded on the by the floor it. of a kitchen basically yeah yeah two. pretty much um living in a hotel it sounds like not like it sounds glamorous but it, it's not no. <laughs> nah it's just what kind of it's, it's like hard work you don't get to relax or nah be like what am i doing on my tuesday morning i'm counting the bandits for my dad and a bandit yeah. is like a, a fruit machine it's uh-huh. so like you put money in it and like you'll lose it all it's like a slot machine got it, really. got it, okay so like i used to do that and my socks would be really heavy walking out in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> one for me, one for you, one for me. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the start of it. And then I moved to Dublin when I was six years old. Oh, okay. I actually moved to Waterford and we grew up on a farm. And then... Uh, so, but then removed, no longer working for any hotel or any of that stuff? No, but uh, I actually... So uh, when we moved back to Dublin, I would spend my summers in, in Newcastle and okay. I would work at my dad's pub. Just like glass collecting yeah, and things wow. like that, and just trying to get like a, like an extra five pounds off my dad a week, generally yeah. <laughs> working for literally a pound an hour. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, I did that, and then when I was, I was, I used to just, I used to enjoy school, but I didn't really. I went to school just for my friends, and I was. I used to be. I know it doesn't look like it, but I was quite good at sports. Yeah, it was rugby, right? Yeah, I was yeah, good at rugby. Some, there's some pictures of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He brings them up all the time. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah I used to. Yeah. I used to play rugby really good. But yeah. anyway, but so as soon as school was over, I was like, I'm out of here, um, and I moved to London like on my 18th birthday, okay. and I was living on my brother's couch, and his roommate was a guy called Tom Lovett, and uh, Tom Lovett was like just opened a bar up the road and he was like, I need a bar back. He was like, you're a pretty heavy set. You could carry a keg. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I can do that. Give me a job. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I started and two weeks in. I started bartending um, and it was crazy. My first, ever, I don't know if you've heard of Notting Hill Carnival. Uh, it's roughly, yeah. It sounds but it's Carnival, big, Carnival, big, big, crazy. Big. It's like a, two million people go more, to, more. two and a half million people yeah. go to like Notting Hill and it's just like this gigantic street party. It's I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. And uh, that was my first ever bar shift. It was oh, Nine Hill Carnival. Eight, 18 years and two weeks old. And I was, it was the biggest shit show. But it was a good learning point. And then... Uh, so at this point, was your brother, he was a chef then, proper in London? <clears throat> yeah, he was a head chef in a place called the Clarendon, which isn't open anymore. Okay. But that was fucking, it was really good. Good stuff. And so that um, kind of that's bound to help you get at least like introduced to hospitality folks and stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, it was lucky the guy Tom Lovett who took me in had worked in like loads of bars in London, so he kind of got me in. He got me in with a guy called Ricky Broderick, and yeah. and that's when I started talking to people in like Match Group, and I, I started. I I like I knew some people around London, but that's when I left. I went back to Dublin. I worked in a a, a restaurant called Il Segreto. Uh huh. And uh, the chef there had a Michelin star at another restaurant called Chapter One. Oh, wow. So I learned some shit there. And then I was like, I'm so, I, I left Dublin for a reason. I didn't want to be there. So I was like, I'm going to go to Vancouver. And you then I was Vancouver. only. No, I lived oh, in shit. Vancouver for, for about six months a year. 
in between that time what took you i mean of all the i love vancouver's beautiful it's my favorite place yeah coastal people are cool so what took you there the first time just my friends were moving there so i was like i kind of want to go too that's crazy so i i had some money because i wasn't like doing anything i moved over and then i started working in this restaurant and uh their manager got sacked after like a day Mm. and because i'd I'd had a bit of bar experience they were like yeah go for it um and and yeah, they, they made me a bar manager at age nineteen. Jeez. I had no idea what I was can, doing. Can, can you drink at nineteen? Yeah, you can. You can. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so it was really odd. But then, um, uh, yeah, I fucking I moved. I lived in Chicago for a bit, and then what took you to Chicago? Uh, I got a again? I got a soccer scholarship to Iowa State University. It, real what weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, you, so how long? All right, because I'm trying to put this together. Right, so six months in Vancouver, six months off. You go back yeah. to Dublin. Where were you enrolled or even eligible to, to get a scholarship for soccer? I did this thing called, uh, I was good at football as well when I was younger. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. Um, <laughs> Have you seen any of this, Nick? Is this just all practice? Like, I can uh, imagine he's yeah, good at rugby. So, I've never seen him play football. Uh, well, whatever. But I did this <laughs> yeah. trial because I was like, fuck, what? I was at the stage where I was like really enjoying working in restaurants yeah, and yeah. bars and stuff. But I was like, I was like, my, da- my dad is real negative, even though like he owned pubs and stuff he's mm-hmm. like you need to become an accountant you need to become <laughs> an accountant right so i was like oh man fuck this like i better go back to university and i looked into ways like of like what ways i can do it for yeah. free or whatever and i i did this football trial in wolverhampton and it was really weird it was on tv and stuff and like loads of coaches from america came in and one guy took me up after the game and he was like yeah i'd like to take you in iowa state so I was like, yeah, cool. Let's where do it. Iowa? Yeah, yeah, where's Iowa? Yeah. And like, I looked on a map and it was real, like close to Chicago. Yeah. And I was like, my friends are going to be in Chicago this summer. I go with my friends in mm. the summer and then I'll just go straight to Iowa. I think I got to Iowa and like, about an hour, I was like, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> so you actually, so you were hanging in Chicago in the summer, waiting yeah. to start in the fall. Yeah. Were you working in the summer at all? Or just hanging yeah, out? Yeah, I worked in an Irish pub for a couple, like, oh, nice. like two days a week because like, I had no cash going over there. <laughs> we were just fucking partying. So, um, so you okay? This is great, but it's like you, you. It's almost like you never you sign the le- sign a lease on a house, right? But you actually never seen the house, and you kind of arrive and you look at the front and be like, "Oh fuck, what have I done?" Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. Out, yeah it? it was. That was exactly it. And then I was like, "Fuck this! I'm going back to London." I loved London. That's it. So um, I went back and yeah, I got I got some good jobs and yeah, I kind of. I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, Dude, how I, fast did you buy the ticket to London by the time you left Iowa? Oh, I spent another two weeks in Chicago. I had my return, like, cause you, like because I had didn't have my student visa yet, yeah. I had to buy a return flight. So I still had a return flight, which oh, gotcha. was lucky enough. Because <laughs> I had no money. <laughs> and then I flew back. And then I, I literally moved to London with 50, 50 euros in oh, my shit. pocket. Yeah, and I slept on my brother's couch for like two weeks and then like after like a month I, like I, I, after a week I had a good job yeah but it was like it was like a real eye-opening thing like I thought it was hot shit because like I worked in this bar in London mm-hmm. like when I was 18 yeah. and I, I was I was doing pretty well but they had a really short cocktail list and there was lots of beers and lots of coffee as well and I, I loved making coffee and then when I moved back to Ireland I, I was working in this like really like basically a Michelin star restaurant yeah. like the chef um and we were busy all the time and I, I learned a bit about wine and I would make loads of espresso martinis or like amaretto sarahs yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And I thought it was fucking so good because I was, I was literally 18, yeah, exactly. 19. What's up? And um, 
This Arona Coke? I got, I, was gonna, yeah. uh, I got to London and uh, they were like, uh, it was my first interview. Um, and they were like, oh, uh, what's in a blue blazer? And I was like, what the fuck is blue blazer? <laughs> and I was like, uh, they were like, okay, white lady, Clover Club, yeah. uh, aviation. Just started like rattling me with all this gin knowledge. And I was like, what's going on yeah. here? But uh, anyway, I fucking somehow got a job somewhere and uh, yeah, kind of kind of transformed and I worked in some really good bars and um what year are we talking when you kind of hit your stride in London when you got back I was 21 so I was just turned 21 so I had my 21st birthday back in Ireland spent all the money I'd saved up yeah. <laughs> on that and then moved over 50 quid and must have been like I was 2014 at trailer. About 2012. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so a couple of years. Uh, you know, the States in 2012 were finally starting to get cocktail culture, obviously. Yeah. Like milk and honey and PDT mm. and stuff in New York, around, like, kind of setting this, this standard. We kind of started getting it here in Austin. Cocktails, there's fresh ingredients and stuff. Yeah. What was it like in London, like in 2012? Uh, anybody? So far ahead of the time. So oh, I, 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 hadn't, I hadn't got... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, Like, we were using hand-shaped ice in like... Like gin and tonics. We had a gin and tonic. Like, so when I first really, like, got back into it, like, I I started working at a bar called Graphic, which had the largest gin selection pretty much in the world. I have, like, 460 gins. Jesus. Like, we were doing, like, Monkey 47 gin and tonics with dry cranberries and fucking... I remember the first time I walked into Graphic. Yeah. I was going to meet a friend of ours. Uh, who Potentially, I was going to go work at Graphic. Yeah. But before I moved to Australia, but then I just chose not to move to London and move to Australia. And I remember Terence, and I never met him. I remember him slinging drinks. No I remember shit. him being busy, him slinging Man. drinks. Like, never met the geese. I no, never would have guessed that we'd be partners yeah. like later down the line. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I mean, it's, dude, that's the thing. It's like fortuitous and all. Yeah. You know, you end up in a city and you're like, oh, this guy here crosses. Everybody's from somewhere. Yeah. Know? Yeah, it was fucking. It was wild, like, like uh, graphic. They used to do fifty-five thousand pounds a week. Jesus, in just but ninety-five percent cocktails, and like a cocktail is eight nine pounds. Yeah, and it's small. And it was small. it's tiny. It you, was you got a hundred person, hundred people, and like we were the busiest. <laughs> like, we were making our own. Like it was like two thousand twelve. So we were making our own sherbets, cordials, yeah, like infusions back then. This is the first time I'd ever used like a, like a mini still because oh, we were man. we were distilling our own shit, and it was it was it was completely eye opening. Our garnish trays were fucking huge. Yeah. Like setting up that bar, I like whenever anyone talks to me about setting up a bar, I was like, you didn't set up the bar and graphic on a mm. Friday Saturday for fucking a year and a half. I was like, we used to go through nine bottles of lemon juice, nine bottles of lime juice, like. Fucking two big boxes of mint. I w- like if you meet me now setting up a bar, I will not pick the mint. Like I will just not do it because doing so that trailer, funny. other bars have worked in. It's like I ain't picking this mint anymore. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Um, and that's legit. But yeah. like, Saturday we were out mint. So I was like, where's it, where's the mint? I'm like, oh, you didn't pick it. You know? Oh, okay. Uh, no wonder. But uh, like, I remember sometimes like like the. Because Graphic was in Soho, mm-hmm. it was in, like, four Christmas parties. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Christmas would start in October, mm-hmm. and it would Christmas finish well. it, it would finish the end of December. And I remember I got home, and I slept for pretty much four days straight, because it was just so busy. Like, your 
you like whenever you make a drink, you're not using more than three bottles in each hand. Right. Like it's three, four bottle pours every time, and it's just busy, you know. And it's it's wild, and you are literally getting paid seven pounds an hour. Less, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. So and something this, like that. Good. And this is like, I, I like to stress. Yeah. It, we're talking about Soho and Central London. Soho and Central London is like. One of the busiest areas yeah. like, in, really in the world. Busy. Like we Pretty always much. said, it, if we ever if we could open a bar in Soho, all you have to do is open the doors cause, and you're ready to make money because yeah. it's just busy. Yeah, yeah. it's all a busy place. You know what I mean? Did you felt so? Given that this took so much out of you and it's so much physical yeah. labor, it's mentally yeah. laborious too. Did oh, absolutely! Make- I was waking up in the middle of the night with nightmares in service, being like, "Oh yeah, my god, right? hey, gin and tonic, fuck, 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 yeah, gin and tonic, martini, dry." Yeah, because like. When you're working in these, like, they're high-level cocktail bars, but they're such high pace, you have to be taking three, four, five orders at a time. And, like, some orders might have, like, six drinks, you know? So at one point, you're always making, like, 20 to 30 different drinks. So it's it's pretty wild. Does it, well, so does that make you fall in love with it more or fall in love with it less? I was 21, so I fucking loved it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, I'm so into this now. I'm like, I'm like, I, I actually told my parents, like, uh, yeah, I'm out of college. I'm doing this bartender thing full time. So I should have known so, better yeah. anyway, right? Well, my dad was not happy because I, I applied for university back in London when I got there. Did you get and in? I, yeah, I got in, but I was just like, fucked it off real quick. <laughs> so um, you got into two universities, one on a scholarship. Yeah. If this doesn't demonstrate that fucking university is not for you, I don't know what does. Oh, man, I, I actually also did a year while I was working in that restaurant in Dublin. Um, and I dropped out after a year too. So. I tried it three times, but I I realized fourth time lucky, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to culinary school. So yeah, culinary <laughs> school. Now that would be something. You, when you yeah. start culinary school, oh, I'm joking. Okay, okay. Uh, no, no. But I actually that is something I'm going to joke do. slash not joke. Yeah, yeah. We're putting. I'm doing it. I'm going to learn how to like make like mad pastries and stuff. Nice. I think yeah. that makes sense given some of your experience. So everything boils together. And yeah. you now have what I think is the, what is it, the, the Petri dish that where the ideas for here and there kind of come from. But this is Triller Happiness. This is kind of where everybody met, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we all, we started working at different bars and stuff in, in, in London. I moved around a couple of times and then um, I got rehired a trailer. Mm. Rehired. Not, not rehired, sorry. I got hired a trailer and then, yeah. Um, then Nick came on board then we met Simon and we met we had we had such a good team at the yeah. time um, it was a busy bar like it was, it was crazy was can, like, you, can you yeah tell me what kind like, of bar it was it is. like I don't know what's, what's, what's the seated how many a hundred like, we okay. used to ram people into seats yeah, yeah. Be, we used my, to one of our bigs like <laughs> we used to be like your tables to conjugate around yeah it's so. more, more of like congregational area so oh, we used to give like tables are like six yeah two, it was two, just more like the table would just be covered in because because yeah. it'd be just round one thing about trailer the music is so good what do you what? So tell me why the oh, DJ they, oh, they, okay. they play vinyl yeah what's Geezer's name Ollie no nah, the other Geezer Adam 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 was good so yeah. all vinyl DJs yeah 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 oh this is brilliant yeah, just and, and it's just Friday, Saturday is a party. So, like, if you, like, it's crazy. What party? We used to make... I've, a, I've never seen a bar with a vibe like it. Like, yeah. Still to this is day. Is it like, kind of dark, too? Or oh, pretty yeah, it's wild? basement. Like, it's basement. Had no tan for about all the time he was there. Yeah. yeah. 
two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same the same. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Well, because you all you got to do, Nick, is walk outside and you tan, right? Yeah, yeah. I swallow up the sun, mate. Yeah, olive <laughs> yeah. skin. I'm the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just didn't go outside though. We were working fucking. Yeah, mate. That, that's I'm when I was a week. I, I think that's when I first we, learned how to like work. Work. Yeah, yeah, I gave like I was given like eighty, ninety, hundred hours some weeks just to just because I wanted the bar to work. And like we were so because. I don't know. Trailer was ran by like amazing bartenders for years, but yeah. none of them had like a finance mind. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if I'm gonna say this, but Trailer was losing quite a lot of money, um, and then kind of we went on board and it went in the green for the first time in about eleven years. So, so when you talk about on board, did you guys have some equity in the project? No, no. we just we were the managers. We felt like ah, yeah, so Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if like, I got like one, sweat, one thing, sweat equity, I would have been a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Much. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've always. Even before I was sort of uh, in the industry and we're talking about drinks and blah, 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 like you sort of take ownership of everything you're around, right? right and yeah. I'm sort of like, a, I take ownership of situations. Yeah. I take responsibility. And as does Terence as well. I was just thinking. You guys pull, are free to have more rum. Can we pull some more rum? Yeah, of yeah, course. Of course. Actually, it's uh, really nice. really, I mean, yeah. it's one of those things. Austin Shaker, big up. Yeah. Again, um, dude. Really that I, like, you know, I think, I, I think I probably learned that from the old man and a couple of different things and, like you do have to take someone has to take lead and you do have to take ownership of, of, of circumstance and, mm-hmm. and that's what we did like yeah all right we didn't own the place but we ran it and it was ours mate we were like you you know no one could we can answer to anyone because we were the people that were there every single day for yeah. hours and hours no one knows better we slept there me and terence slept there oh no shit a lot <laughs> once or twice it was too late yeah. it was just like man we have to be in here at like 10 o'clock in the morning to mm. cut ice one th- one crazy thing about it like um like, uh, trailer won like best high volume cocktail bar in the world. The Tales of Cocktail. When the was that? Year. I didn't know that. Two thousand sixteen. Yeah, and this is yeah. So you must have just still been there, right? No, 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 no. We it was literally just after us. Wow. Uh, our, our we drinks, got, we got our drinks were still on the menu and stuff, but yeah. we got uh, nominated. And the year that we were the first year trailer ever got nominated was the year that we were there. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Um, so we took it to the top four, and then a year later they won. But uh. It was crazy. So like we did volume, like yeah, it yeah. was busy. Yeah, it was busy. We had hand chipped ice for every hand single drink. Ice, mate. Dude, really? Yeah. Pina coladas, mate. Served, oh my god. Our pina colada was served. Our, our trailer colada was the most lit. ridiculous thing. It's and you're on film. So he, he's on film making the trailer. Yeah, colada, and he forgets know? an ingredient. Yeah. As well. <laughs> oh, Terry's giving me so much shit about that. What's yeah, but you know what? Forgot, mate? I was forgets to smoke salt. Yeah, I was dropped in on that. I was like, oh, they're like, oh, someone's come down to meet you. We just want to have a chat. So you, then, you, sorry, go ahead. I get down there and the geezer's got his camera. I'm like, yeah, so uh, whenever you ready to start filming, I was like, I'm sorry, what's him, uh, yeah, what, what, what was it you wanted me to make? Yeah, uh, we, we loved it, do you know what I mean? So, so correct me now. So we mm. was missing the smoke scalp, but what goes it, into this drink? Uh, the trailer colada is fucking delicious. So basically it was served on a rocks glass mm-hmm. with a piece of it coconut incense in mm. but on top of the coconut incense you actually had like a coconut which we shell, yeah. yeah a coconut shell yeah. so trailer like it's not like here or there and there where we actually have budgets for like glassware and things like that it's like mm. with trailer it was like you get a, a glass or as cheap as you can get it yeah he's yeah. like we want we need to make like this drink needs to be cheap sure. you need to hit a gp yeah. of a certain percentage yeah, yeah. Um, so like we found these coconuts for like 18 pence a coconut oh nice in Sainsbury's and so we used, yeah we used to go around we got an electric oh not even electric it was a handheld <laughs> saw we saw the top offs and then the whole team would stand in the kitchen hollowing out, them out yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, 
And it, it, it was a team bonding thing. Mate, you know? it's quality. Do you know what? And this is one thing I will say before you mm. carry on. At this stage in our lives, yeah. though we worked a lot, though it was hard, we fucking loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we we, we actually fucking loved it. it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. So this great. being probably what four years ago now? No, no, sorry, three years. Oh no, like four, four. Oh yeah, three now. You like mentally? Oh. Do you think you could be doing that same stuff now? Like if you had to go back? Do you know? I listen. I'm competitive, so I say that I could do it again and again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would I want? Would I want to? Different question. Yeah. See, my mind is on other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. We got smarter. That, yeah, we, we, we learned our lessons, I feel. Well, I think that's yeah. good. I mean, it's good to know. You know, you play in a hardcore band for a while, mm. and then you move on and you play in a metal band. Yeah. It's just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Different genre. I mean, that's how it's been for, well, for me, but. And it's just, like, different different businesses and different demands and different different styles. And I think, like, like transferable skills are, yeah. are so important. And that's why, like, when I watched Terence Barton and watching Barton in different places, because we, we worked together and we, we worked apart um, at different stages in the last five years. And it's like, that's where you learn. Yeah. Like you really become versatile. You Absolutely. Know I mean? So, yeah. you know, before we talk about, because there's a couple other gentlemen in the mix too. Simon's here in town as well. And, and maybe we'll talk about James or not, however you guys feel comfortable with that. But yeah, so how about the balance with personal life? Because it sounds like you guys have devoted so much of your time to yeah. hanging out as a team yeah. and mm. to being part of this massively successful bar wherever you guys have been. I mean, yeah. can you even have loving relationships? Yeah, you can, yeah. but like girlfriends hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like, yeah, I've never really, I don't know, my, I'd say my personal life has definitely took a bit of a, a hit due to yeah. just the fact I want to work so much. But it's not, I want to work so much, it's my life and I want to I wanna create something special. Yeah. I don't want to just, it's not just about here nor there. There's obviously a future beyond this. Of course. Yeah. Um, which we see and which other people see. So So you uh, always see it's like paying. You're investing in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I invest in myself a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Definitely. But yeah, like I had, I've, I've had one relationship, I'd say that kind of worked. Mm. But that's because we worked together. Ah, she, I see. she was great. Um, but, but otherwise, it's, it's pretty it's hard. hard. Like, I think it's hard. Like, it depends what sort of personal relationship you work with. Like, me and Terence, we worked together, and then on the first day, we became best mates. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I call him my little brother. Even yeah. Though even he's, though I'm older, smarter, <laughs> and wiser. Not, not smarter. <laughs> not even uh, taller, are you? Wait, maybe. Nah, he's actually not. I win. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. That, that sort of like life balance, personal thing isn't something necessarily we've mastered. But at the same time, we, we love what we do every day. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There's so many different elements of what we do, which is quality. Yeah. You know? So then it, you know, we were lucky here. We, I remember reading the kind of the press release about here and over there coming to town and stuff. And we're all a little bit skeptical at first. Austin does a certain yeah. kind of place, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Been, I've been here about 20 years or yeah. so. And it's like I've seen it change. It's all been great, very creative. So, how did this, this the foundation and this thought and this concept kind of come to mind? Um, so, actually, it was like about three and a half years ago. So I was working, um, I, I was actually like spreading myself between a few bars. Mm -hmm. So I was working in a bar called El Camion, mm -hmm. which is where like Dick Bradsell worked. Okay. A uh, guy who invented Martini. espresso martini. Yeah. Things like that. He opened that. Um, so I was just doing a couple of shifts there. Uh, I did one or two shifts in Milk, uh, and then I did a couple of shifts in Burlock. 
and which is a rum bar and then i was just like doing some shits with nick in a bar called fontaine's um in stoke newton which is a beautiful classics bar yeah and um pretty much i got a phone call off james and uh, he was like listen uh i've got a guy over here who wants to open a bar and uh we're seeing some of the stuff you've done uh would you like to come over i remember yeah. I remember when you got a phone call. Was this, we, he, he was that tra- trailer too, James was? Or was yeah, yeah, so James yeah. actually part owned trailer. He was one of the oh, I see. So he, bought, so he brought us two trailers. So yeah. he knew Nick. And I, I've known James since I was like 16. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah. And uh, I've worked with James for like four years. We'd done two projects together before yeah. that, and they were both quite successful. Yeah. And um, anyway, they were like, listen, uh, I've got this guy. He, he's, he's really interested in opening yeah. a bar with you. Uh, and James was the middleman. He was just like putting it together. And I, I actually was about to move to Australia. Okay. So a guy who me and Nick used to work for, we used yeah. to run his bars. Uh, his his best friend is a guy called, um, I, think his name, I can't remember his name, I think it's Theo, but he owns some really sick bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, he owns like uh, Bax's Inn, yeah, Shady, Shady Pines. Pines. And Shady Pines. Mm. I went there like five years ago and I've never been to Australia since but one of the best experiences I've ever had in mm. my life one of my favourite bars in the world and Baxter's Inn is a bar I've always wanted oh, to work for and like now I had point. an inn yeah um, and they just opened a restaurant called Hubert's as well and, and like I, I could have done some shits there too apparently but uh, it's, I was like I was I was even getting like my visa ready and stuff like I, I was applying for it and and yeah so I was like fuck there and James like he's gonna fly you out in a week, and I was like, cool. So it's kind of weird because I was like, float. I, w- I was applying for jobs I wanted, mm-hmm. and I wasn't getting them because like, I don't know. I'm a bit of a, I don't. I'm not really like. I don't socialize much. I yeah. don't really like. I hang out with Nick, and that's like about in, it. networking wise. You mean networking just... wise? I'm like the worst networker okay. in the world. Nick's quite good. He's been insistent that we do this chat. There. Yes. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> I want to do it, but it's like this guy should be doing. If he's not already PR for everything that you're involved with, he, he I mean, is. Me, me and Taylor are like. Uh, I, I'm like we're I, a great I'm, partnership. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he's like the talker. He makes friends with people, and I like don't talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm real bad at it. Like. Our friend Tierna actually said, he's like, you're the worst networker in the <laughs> world. I'm like, I don't care. But that's because he just likes doing what he's doing. You know? No, yeah. man, that, that's the Japanese mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Just, get, just do the work in the Thank best you. possible way that you can. Do you know, you know? what? I'm going to use that. Yeah, yeah, right. I dig <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm writing that down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for PR messaging. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Japanese mindset. So anyway, um, it, was, it was crazy because I was applying to these jobs and I was getting really frustrated with London because yeah. it was like, it wasn't about how good you were and what you knew. It was about who you who knew. You knew. Uh, who you knew. Yeah. And I was like, I remember this guy got this job over me and I was fucking livid. I remember the, the job. Yeah, because I was so much... I'm not going to say I was so much better than him, <laughs> but like, honestly... You were a lot better. Uh, I, th- I think I was personally. Sure. But it was just because he knew the manager or whatever. It, it is what it is. I don't care anymore. Sure? Um, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a, little, a little bit salty. <laughs> but uh, it's hard though, mate. It's hard. Like, you know, when you work towards something and like... It doesn't come together, and like, I remember exactly where you were, and I was I was in a different different place. I, I also was meant to start a really good job, uh, and I was so chuffed with it. It was with this hotel, and uh, it was it was taking a role I really wanted. Yeah. It was like I was looking after two bars, and one was like a mad volume bar, and the other at the back was like this beautiful like like mahogany room where yeah. they just make punches and things like that. 
I, I was meant to start on the Monday or on the Tuesday, and on the Monday they told me I wasn't working there. And I wasn't starting that. It was like a real what weird thing. I I swear to God, I woke up because I worked with Nick on the Sunday, and I'd never woken. I woke up fully clothed. Yeah, I was so hungover. Yeah, right. We well, so drunk. And then I was like, Nick, I just I opened my email from this thing being like. Oh, so actually, bad. unfortunately, you're not starting work. I'm like, what the and fuck? I, and it was, I've done seven interviews. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. my like, gosh. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Seven so, interviews, that's a long time. Man. Oh, yeah, right. dude. So I was, get, I, I was anyway, whatever. I, I was over London, so I was like, fuck it, I'm moving to Australia. I'm going to just work in some really good bars over there. I've gone in. Type, I don't have to do this interview bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to try and network with people. Uh, and then, yeah, so I flew over, and I had the most amazing five days ever in Austin. And I was, I came back and I met Manish. So Manish is our main guy. So he's our investor and he's the biggest legend in the, the world. The best and guy ever. Literally. Yeah. Where's he from? He's from Austin. Austin. Oh, no shit. Okay. He's, fucking, he's a legend. He's incredibly smart. And he's yeah. fucking cool. And incredibly kind. Nice guy ever. And um, so he kind of was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you this and I'll give you that. And <laughs> he's, he literally said like, the world's your oyster if you come. Mm. So... I couldn't turn it down, yeah. you know, and it, it would give me like complete creative freedom to do whatever I wanted. Yeah. Um, and I was telling Nick, I was like, man, Austin's so good. Austin's so good. Like, and that was the start though. It's like a long process to get there. Yeah. Well, I remember, so, I remember so that was first three time, years ago. I remember, the first, years I remember ago. when you came into my, my, where I was living at the time and you tell me you just got off the phone with James and we're yeah. talking about that and you just accepted it and that, and we were just like, I feel personally, me maybe maybe you as well that i was completely blind to how far away that was yeah and i thought like we could we'll be there next week. Couple of weeks yeah, yeah. yeah and shit was about oh. to get legit oh man it didn't work like that and um that was like the start of it and there's a lot of time between then and now sort of thing because you came so nick you came later i know you know the initial crew was james yourself terrence and simon yeah, yeah since yeah. there's been a little bit of shifting james left was that a, hopefully that was a positive thing or was it a little well, harmonious well the thing was like with James was meant to be doing this whole, like, he wanted to to open, like, loads of cafes and juice yeah, bars yeah. and things like that. And that was cool, but, so we opened one, uh, it's called Squeezery. Squeezery, we're still there, we still run it, it's still doing real well, like, um, and we opened, we had one in the Hamptons too, so, oh, cool. so we both did that, uh, and it was cool because we did this whole, like, uh, like no sugar, no processed shit cocktail, so mm-hmm. it was called, like, health conscious cocktails. And I had actually done a pop-up in London, uh, myself and a guy called Dan Thompson. We did it, um, and it, we got mad, like loads of crazy write-ups. Yeah. We, we, GQ writ us up with, um, a, in, in the same article with Dandelion oh, and Duck and Waffle, yeah. Yeah. Which, was, which was mad. Because I'm like, man, what is going on yeah, it's, here? It's a bit, so bizarre as well. Yeah, yeah, it was like, we were not going to drink like pina coladas and things like that. Yeah, it yeah. Was, they were delicious. Yeah. And it was like delicious. everything... Everything in it was like an almond butter rum and things sure, like that. Sure. It was cool, um, but yeah, it was it was also far away. Also, the reason why the project took so long, it was our visas took a little bit of time because uh, we we have a, a special talent visa, so we okay we went through a different kind it's of a total different process. Yeah, yeah. and um, was that, it was successfully arduous. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's a good way to put it. But we actually like here and there was actually dug out. Like there was nothing there beforehand. Yeah, it was solid rock, which is pretty. That's crazy, crazy. man. It's it like is building crazy. A, like an interstate, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So they they hit hard rock three times. So I was meant to. I was meant to be. The bar was actually meant to open open date, 
was June 16, 2017. Oh, shit. But I actually opened... Whole year almost, right? Yeah, June 16, 2018. <laughs> Jeez. So, uh, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, but it gave us loads of time to get, like, to kind of focus on the ideas and what we wanted to do. And it gave me, it gave me nine months to create the new, me- the first menu. So yeah. it was kind of nice. It gave yeah. me a little bit of time. I kind of procrastinated a bit too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit chilling. So how long then, Nick, has you been? Because I, I met you like, like the first, second week you were here in town. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It was what a lovely meeting as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I sort of came a little bit later into the project. I was, I was invested anyway, like whatever my... Yeah. My team previous, like we've always been a team, no matter where we worked previously. Uh, was into, I was into, I was actually waiting on a, a result from from a, a drama school in London. Oh no, kidding! Okay. Had you, would you, would you have stuck around if you? I don't know. This was a pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, RADA, which is the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. I've heard of that. It was yeah. a pretty infamous school. So if they gave it to me then, I was on the reserve list, so I needed one person to drop out. Yeah. Um, before and then i would accept it but i don't know if i would have accepted it dude yeah. i don't know man i just like opportunity and i love like good vibes and good shit and mm. like you know that, that doesn't mean we're not going to touch on that later yeah. uh so that's well yeah it doesn't mean the, me. the door's closed right not yeah. at all it was like an opportunity for me to see that i could do it do you know what i mean so yeah. uh and then i came out uh to the to help the boys and i was sort of just chilling in the hamptons for a bit yeah for the original juice concept uh just uh, helping other boys, keeping the morale high to some extent. Uh, that was tough. Yeah, the, the yeah. Hamptons was like the most testing three months of my life. Because the people say. or the schedule or um, well, we literally busy. it was so busy, man. Yeah, and we literally Shit, man, we just opened doors. Yeah, we literally built it. So we went up and it Terrence was built it. I didn't yeah, know. it was like it was nothing. Yeah, you know, it was it was literally like the shit Mexican restaurant that hadn't cleaned it cleaned for like twenty years. So we went in, and me, a guy called Tiernan, uh, James, and this other guy, um, we just like literally tore it down mm. and built a beautiful, beautiful place. And uh, that was very testing, because we were there like 17, 18 hour days, and we had a real time restriction. We had to open yeah. that up in three and a half weeks. Oh, dude. So we did it, and then... Uh, and we lived together. Yeah, and we lived together. <laughs> so we So we opened it up. We started with breakfast and lunch, and then we did the juice smoothies, and our coffee was amazing. And then we finally got a, our liquor license in. We opened up at night, and we started doing booze. And it went that summer was very, very, very successful. Testing. Very know. testing, but very successful. It was quality. Did um, it, but it drive you guys apart or closer together, or a bit of both? Being so close proximity all the time. I think it brought me honest, and Nick very yeah. together. Yeah, but uh, and also, I mean, it, it was uh, like. I feel like didn't drive apart or 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 bring together. It did both. It, it, it did both, but it was sort of like a very steep learning curve for yeah. our lives. Yeah, and I, I like that was like a really interesting, tremendous. Year. It made me realize you need a, you need to have balance. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't and just you can't just like keep going like you do. Like we work like animals yeah, endlessly yeah. tirelessly and we digged it you know what i mean and i dig it still now it was, it was kind of a just competition dip. who could work harder yeah, oh, really? yeah. i always won by the way i mean do you, yeah. the, that's a race to the comp- bottom though man yeah that you know was, what i mean it was the dumbest yeah, yeah, competition yeah. i've ever been yeah, a part yeah. of. <laughs> but you know if you want to go again tell any day uh no we just blacked about and really. he's a life like, coach too pr is, and life coach nick's yeah, got it all yeah. we just buck around really like honestly it's like 
people say, oh, what are you doing or this and that? Like, you've achieved a lot or this and that. Or what's yeah. going on? How was that? And honestly, it was just, it's just different stages of our lives where we mucked around. Yeah. And had a good time and had a bad time and we worked through it. You know what I mean? But it was like a big learning curve in the last however long with a visa, with a business. It's just yeah. been like a mad growth period. And, you know, we're in a good place. Yeah, <laughs> really the, bar, the bar's doing great. I so. mean, it, it is, man. Yeah. Every time I go in there, it's it's always beautifully packed. You know what I mean? It's yeah. never uncomfortable. Yeah. We, sometimes I think we talk about maybe some of the other bars you've been a part of. It's just like, I mean, it might be a pain in the ass to even get a drink, but you wait it out, you know? But you always can get yeah. something. You can always... Yeah. I, I mean, drinks are fucking brilliant, too. You know? Thank you. Uh, but you guys are feeling very happy about how the community is adept like adapt yeah quality like there's loads of people here like like i'll be honest and like um I, feel, I, I had a feeling like people wanted to dislike us when we first moved oh, yeah. um there was definitely like a it's like <sighs> apprehension yeah I, I had to be careful what i said around a lot of people yeah <laughs> still do so whatever but um it was it like when when people who said like i've had a couple of people going like I really didn't want to like this bar, but it's now my favorite bar. Yeah. I like, I love that so much. It's like, because we're not pretentious at all. Yeah, like no. we like like we're not we, trying to like, be ourselves. We're not trying to be dickheads. Like we don't care much for mustaches and bow ties. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with mustaches and bow ties. Yeah, there's actually not I've, greatest PR guy in the biz. Yeah, he's yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> he's he, yeah, but like honestly, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, mate, I have like, I came a little bit later, my visa took a little bit longer, I had a few other things going on, and mm. uh, I've I've actually been lucky, and me and Tell have laughed about it previously, I sort of like hit the ground running and come when there's like everything sort of starting to work, mm-hmm. uh, but no, nah, extremely yeah, welcomed, yeah, 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 it's quality, we, mate. When we first opened, um, it, it was kind of like just me so yeah it, it was very testing you know uh, i could see you, you know one of the things that i appreciate about you is when you at least you have this sense of focus i'm going to say zen like focus when you're working on this stuff because there's like this particular kind of zone that you're in yeah. and i don't think it's unwavering because people could always be really testing of your patience you know it's like hey this or this or this but for some reason you always remember so centered and calm and collected and that's something i've noticed about you as a bartender you know I would almost, you've got a sense of humor, but that's not what matters. What no. matters is getting the fucking job done. Yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. you can see that and just yeah. your resolve in making cocktails. Thank you. It's something. I, now, I haven't seen Nick Barton yet, so now this is a drive. Mate, you're more more, as you can tell, Nick's more of a talker. <laughs> so when you're, yeah, getting, when you're getting a drink from him, you're going to laugh. <laughs> you're going to laugh. Yeah, the drink's, uh, I can, I, uh, I'm an all, I like to see myself. Nick's got a good palate. I'm that's an all-rounder. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. an all-rounder. Yeah. I, uh, I always try to position myself in any business that I've ever been in or any anything that I've partnered or any situation. I just try to like try to be all around, mate. Yeah. There's I always there's good. always a position for that and tell very specific with the drinks and what he wants and that's quality. And sure. the rest is like just allows us to do what what we want and what it's we Because do. you have to have all of it, right? And you so can't many, just have that. Do you know what do you know I've no. recently found is like so many people are like we're getting so many newcomers. Yeah. We have so many regulars, but we have so many newcomers. Mm. They're like, what's, what was the, what's the idea behind this? Yeah. We don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> we have this crazy guy called Manish who brought us over. Yeah. He wants to open a really good bar. And it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like, in, like, personally, in my life, 
this situation doesn't seem ridiculous to me because I've done so many ridiculous things and I feel Terence has as well. And, yeah. You know, <clears throat> James previously and Simon and like mad stories. And I've only surrounded my, myself, fortunately, with really good people. Yeah. Um, so what we do is some people just think it's just another another world. And it's just like, it's pretty normal to us, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Which we're really lucky for, you know. I, I think, it, you know, to affirm yourself as a bar that is at the leading edge in Austin from guys that aren't from Austin, from a bar that never existed in Austin, physically never existed. Yeah. I mean, to put yourself on the map so quickly, obviously that's a true testament to the personalities and the skill. It's got to be both, though. You know, you even if every single drink was 100% amazing, even if, if you guys weren't who you were, it wouldn't really much matter. You know what I mean? So it's kind of that blend of stuff. And so you guys have you. amazingly done yeah, that. We appreciate that very much. Eh? Oh, I think the, the, the one thing as well, and, and as we as we grow and, you know, other opportunities come with us and, and yeah. what we do is like, we're just down there like, we're just down there doing us. We're not trying to piss anyone off. And we yeah. just, we just, like we, we, you know, we're sustainable. Like we do things like in the right way and we, we want to achieve that. And, mm-hmm. you know, people that want to come to our venue and want to get a taste for that or, or help us educate them and, and them educate us. Like, yeah. there's room for that. That's what we're here to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're not here amazing. to step like come from other places and and take over. We're just we're doing us. Yeah, yeah. chill. I think it's great. So you said it took nine months to get the first menu out of the on the books, if you will. Mm-hmm. What about menu two? You guys there yet? It's on the way. Okay, uh, delicious. Yeah, yes. imagine seasonal stuff. Yeah. Or, so we we're doing a. Uh, obviously like my background is like um like my family are mad into cooking and shit like that so yeah. i'm taking a different like approach to this one so it's actually I'll, I'll tell you it's about like minimalism and fermentation oh cool so uh i shouldn't really have told you but whatever that's a, I mean, it's a hell of a teaser <laughs> yeah, and you know, we can yeah. you know, we can put this out whenever yeah, yeah. i'll coordinate with Nick no no, no that's, cool, that's, yeah. cool. um, <laughs> that's mysterious there's, you know there's a lot uh, of questions there anyway. so basically sure. not, like um my favorite bar in the world is a bar called Three Sheets in London. Okay. And uh, I actually learned more going there as a customer than, like, m- some bars I've worked in. Yeah. Uh, and, like, um, my brother is, like, crazy into, like, pickling mm-hmm. and making his own vinegars and things like that. And, uh, we've, we've been, I've been, like, touching on it, you know? And, I don't know, I look at cooking and I'm like, what, like, they use so many different types of fats. They use different types of acids right, they, yeah. the, the, like different types of salts why don't we use it in bars you know why don't we use butter in every drink why sure. don't we use olive oil like not even olive oil because i'm not using it but i love olive oil by the way i'm greek salt, like <laughs> one of the only greek olive oil yeah but like i know it's, it's crazy like every, like we we've done it we did a talk a couple of weeks ago for bullet bourbon uh about like bartending beyond the bar yeah and it was just like every like don't like one of the 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 one our menu now is like we don't do things normally first of all we use like the metric system Mm -hmm. just the fact where we're from so one of the things i found about like drinks and like not every bar but some bars i go to in america it's like every drink's got an ounce of citrus yeah um i don't know that like yeah i know what you mean but i don't know how to convert it to metric yeah yeah yeah. but like it's like centiliters or milliliters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. So it's just like, it's the same, the same, the same. So it's like doing things completely differently. So like, I don't know. So with the new, with with our menu now, it's like, 
we do things quite differently mm -hmm. like we use a lot of cooking techniques and mm -hmm. a lot of different different ways of extracting flavors and things like that and um with the, with this new menu it's going to be like very culinary forward very culinary forward yeah i mean i'm excited to see how that kind of pairs because i think about mayonnaise or aioli's all the time as a wonderful cocktail ingredient <laughs> i'm serious because the fats you know because sometimes yeah. it's the fats are imperceivable to the brain you just feel it as a texture and what that can do for certain spirits like cognac which isn't necessarily very fatty mm. yeah. or even some rums right so, so it's, i get this it makes a yeah. hell of a lot of sense so we actually we actually did a hennessy kind of like a hennessy menu last night for the chinese new year oh nice and uh, one of my favorite drinks on the menu was called uh, i can't remember what it was called but it was just like yesterday we <laughs> yeah yeah uh, we washed the Hennessy in butter. Yeah. So we just cooked some butter, let it settle, and then we took the fats out of it. And then we did like a champagne cordial. We clarified some lemon juice, and we just uh, we put it in like a Collins, which yeah. is which is some citric acid and some soda water. Oh man, it was, and it was super tasty. Sounds it was so like good. so lovely. It was it was kind of like bready. It was just lovely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like a different way of. And I think Megan that's what drinks. you have to do. And, you know, what you were doing already kind of puts you at the, the helm of at least cocktail innovation in Austin. So what, that's already working. So to push even further, you know, what I think it will do is it'll encourage other people. Yeah. To well, that's to. what we that's what we want to do anyway. Yeah. Like we want to. Yeah. It's amazing. Because I want. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I think you've succeeded so far. So I've got one last question for you guys. Have we talked, you know, as we talked about the past, the present and the future to some extent with the new yeah. menu. So, you can sip this rum, right? And again, amazing plantation rum. It's anywhere in the world, and I ask this question kind of separately for you guys. But Terrence, you could have this rum and have a conversation and a sip with anybody, yeah. living or deceased, who might you like to just sit there and wax poetic with. Ooh, that's a really tough question. Who would you talk with? Shit, fuck no. Uh, <clears throat> Probably a rum drinker, I'd imagine. Yeah. Well, it fucking... Um, fuck, this is really difficult. Yeah. So, so with Nick, so you, bud, yeah, actually, yeah. I well, yeah, I mean, Nick can get the you, same mate. question, so he gets prep time right now yeah. to think about it as you're. Uh, do you know what? This is gonna sound really weird, but uh, I've been reading a lot about like fashion designers recently. Yeah, I've been reading about like Gianni Versace and then uh, fucking Alexander McQueen. Yeah, oh, I, I think I would love to have a drink with Alexander McQueen if no he was kidding. alive. Yeah, real strange. But no, I think he, that's he was, interesting. He was, yeah, very, well, he was a very interesting dude. And yeah, makes that's good. I think it's a great answer. Nick, what about you? Uh, oh, mate, there's a lot of people I'd like to talk to. Of course, let, let me people. say I would prefer it to be a classic actor. Oh, classic actor? Uh, Is that yeah. shifted? You know, I really love not classic. Dead, but classic old. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman. I oh, fucking yeah, love dude. Gary Oldman. Yeah, Gary Oldman. He's a dude. gangster. Do you know Ooh. what I mean? I, honestly, yeah, it's uh, oh, loads of people I like sharing. If Gary Oldman's brilliant, though. Yeah, I would love to see him. Because he's be, the best. Seems super nice too. Yeah, yeah, he seems super chill. Yeah, and, you like, know that's the sort of vibe. Like, and I know this sort of like perception of how people are. Yeah. In front of a camera, or behind a microphone, in front of the public eye. I think he's a legitimate guy. Yeah. I think he's a legitimate geezer, to be honest with you. I think so. I think and, you're right. Uh, I'd definitely drink a rum with him. Yeah, absolutely. I think he would do it. I think he would quite enjoy it. Yeah, maybe we will. Yeah, I hope and, so. See, yeah. this I can't hold you to yours, Terrence, but I can hold Nick to his. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem. There's holograph uh, technology, though, surfacing, so we'll yeah, see if it, it becomes yeah. possible. 
Anyway. Well, gents, it's been brilliant sitting down chatting and learning more about you individually, learning more about the bar. And, you know, you're going to keep killing it and being successful in town. You have quickly become so. very, very, very favorites of the community. Thank you very here. much for having us. So it's been yeah. great. We'll chat more later, yeah? Lovely. Thanks, See guys. You. Thank you. So there we have it, Mr. Nick the Greek and Terrence Robson of Here Nor There in Austin. Story about their lives, how they met at Trailer Happiness in London, and how they moved to Austin, Texas to open the ambitious bar Here Nor There. Wonderful spot, wonderful cocktails. Stop in when you can, and we hope to hear more from them soon and see this new menu on the horizon dropping as well. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how many times you think, do I even look good on camera? Or if you're thinking, man, where is the intersectionality and diversity in whiskey tasting shows on YouTube? Please keep dancing.